Thank you for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Today, guest speakers Peter and Cynthia Shepard will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. million homeless people in the world right now. That's basically, if you took U.S. population, that'd be one-third of the United States without a home, right? A hundred million people that aren't living in a home tonight. Currently, there's 783 million people without access to clean water. For me, that just that makes me cry, honestly, because it's just incredible to think that we as Americans get to go to our homes and we have at least five different spigots to go to where we could drink the water. Nehemiah's heart broke for his people. They were in great need. Peter and Cynthia will share about their own hearts breaking for what the Lord has called them to do. We see God's calling in our lives as we allow our hearts to feel his compassion for the people around us. How can we be like Nehemiah and care for people's needs today? Stick around after today's message. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here are Peter and Cynthia with today's message. things and become passionate about or have passions in our life. For myself, I remember from a young age that I was fascinated by life being brought into this world. The intriguing beauty of a baby being formed within a woman led me to pursue a career in nursing. I wanted to be a part of the process of life entering the world and supporting that life by educating and teaching moms. My greatest passion is for maternal and child health but I'm also extremely compassionate for all the sick. God has placed a special interest in me to teach health and wellness, to prevent people from succumbing to sickness, and when needed, the skills to help care for the sick. I know that all my dreams, desires, education, my career experiences, they've all been a training ground for his work. I, before I was ever saved, I used to think I wanted to do nonprofit work in South America. and. I thought maybe Doctors Without Borders or something to that effect. However, once I got saved and I've been on some short-term trips, I can see that even with the small knowledge that I have as a nurse, that it's so great in areas where there is no healthcare, where they have nothing. And I've been blessed to be able to work with even in Peru with Dr. Pitcher and Galilea and to do clinic and to do basic teaching that has such a large impact. And I hope to do that even more. So you see, that's a compassion that God's put on her heart uh, with health and wellness and educating people and being able to give a helping hand where needed. As for me, God gave me a similar call, but something a little different. When I was eight years old, I used to draw pictures of myself being a pilot in a plane and delivering medical supplies to third world countries. 
And I had no idea what these drawings meant at the time. I wasn't even a Christian. I was actually in a, a different religion that would be considered a cult. So I wasn't even there with God, in a relationship with God, but yet God was still guiding me even from my youth, you know? And it was incredible to think that now, as I see, as he's continued to work in our lives, that he shows us, this is what I've been preparing you for the whole time. Whether you think you knew me or not, I knew you, right? He knows you and where you're at in this moment, and he knows what he's preparing you for, for the next step. So after that, once I did become saved, I was able to go on a missions trip for Hurricane Sandy relief. And that's when my heart really, really got torn and I really started to see God speaking to me about missions, to see all these people in despair. I was there like about a week or a week and a half after the Hurricane Sandy went. I saw the roller coaster and the water and it was just devastating to see all these people with everything that they knew Yet they, you know, worldly possessions, but to them it was everything that they knew. And to be able to come alongside them, give a helping hand, but most importantly, just hear them, listen to them. That was like, God, this is what you're calling me to do. This is the compassion you put in my heart. And every mission trip, he just continues to confirm that as we get prepared and understand what he's calling us specifically to, which we'll talk about more in just a little bit. And as we've been working towards becoming full-time missionaries, we've met with some organizations in other countries, and it's always neat to see how his desires for aviation and nursing and health are so intertwined, and we are just so excited to see how, what God's going to do with both of those compassions. Well, it's crazy, too, because we talk to them, and they're like, oh, you're a pilot? That's great. And I say, yeah, she's a nurse. Oh, she's a nurse? Oh, okay, we, <laughs> let's take her. We want to take her. They're like, pilots, that's a dime a dozen. <laughs> but I think it really is amazing to see how God uses regular people, just like you and me, and with a regular prayer, just like Nehemiah prayed, any of us could be a Nehemiah. He was a king's servant that was used to restore his people, and that's just beautiful. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. In the same way, you know, we have to ask, you know, how is God preparing us or what is he putting on our hearts to be compassionate for? And there's a lot of things in our community that a lot of people are already working on. I mean, our church is very active and it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. And yet there's so much more going on around the world. And so it's like, how can we as a church pray for those people or be involved? So I have some statistics I want to read to you just kind of give you an idea on a global perspective of some of the needs out there. So for instance, currently there's 100 million homeless people in the world right now. That's basically, if you took US population, that'd be one third of the United States without a home, right? 100 million people that aren't living in a home tonight. Currently there's 783 million people without access to clean water. For me that just that makes me cry, honestly, because it's just incredible to think that we as Americans get to go to our homes, and we have at least five different spigots to go to where we could drink the water, right? Because it's purified. We have a whole sanitation department in Miami-Dade, and we have so much access. But yet, 783 million people, right? Think about that. That's like 10% of the world. Seven billion, yeah. 10% of the world right now that does not have access to clean water. And that's where a lot of the diseases and bacteria come from because they're actually having to drink dirty water. 2.5 billion people don't have access to adequate sanitation, like being able to wash your hands with soap or do things regularly for sanitation. 21,000 people die daily due to hunger or hunger-related causes. It's pretty incredible. And those are some grave things to see 
And it's not like, okay, well, you know, what can we do? What can we learn from Nehemiah? What can we learn from God that he's already put to us in this book to show us how we can plan and prepare and to be able to do something about these needs out there, right? And those are physical needs, which are important. But at the same time, spiritual needs are even more important. One thing I definitely learned from Dr. Pitcher on our last mission trip to Peru is he talked about, we talked about the differences of physical and spiritual needs. And he's like, and I'm like, you know, spiritual needs are more important because they got to know Jesus to be able to be saved. And he's like, well, if I don't heal them, they're not going to live longer to be able to be saved. <laughs> right? And it's an interesting perspective because it kind of goes hand in right. If they, if they don't have clean water, then they're going to die. They're not going to have a chance for somebody to teach them. So these things kind of go hand in hand. And we see Jesus helps with the physical needs and then heals them as well spiritually. And so it's a beautiful thing. But for spiritual needs, there's over 2,000 languages right now that don't have the Bible translated in their language. So it's over 2,000 languages with over 6,000 people groups, which equates, I think it's over, let me see here, it's over 2.87 billion people have never heard the name of Jesus in our earth right now. So that's one third of our earth has never heard the name of Jesus. And that's incredible. I remember I, I was blessed to go on a mission trip to Thailand, and I had to put this theory to the test. And it's absolutely true. A lot of people, they've never heard of Jesus. Or a lot of times it gets wrapped up into this Hindu, Buddhist kind of combined religion that they have. And Jesus is just one of those other gods, one of those other deities that they have among so many other gods. 86% of all Hindus, Muslims, and Buddhists do not know a Christian. So that, I mean, out of those you know, large religions, 86% of them don't even know, don't even have a friend, don't even, aren't acquaintances with a Christian. And 70 million people have died for their faith since Jesus walked on the earth. So 70 million people have been martyred for believing in Jesus since he came and walked. And we think it's interesting, Pastor Robert, uh, they're gonna be playing Insanity of God next Sunday. And, uh, and it's a, a wonderful book. And one thing, not to ruin anything, but one thing that really tore at my heart, understanding the needs of the world, is they talk about this group in China. And there, they can only meet as a small congregation because they're concerned if somebody hears them or if somebody notices, even family members, they'll get reported to the police. So how they worship is they worship by lip singing. So they'll sing. So imagine, I'll shout to the Lord, right? It's, Because their walls and their apartments and their houses, they don't want people to hear them worshiping the Lord because they'll go to jail for it. They'll probably be killed for it. You know? There's that much persecution still in our world today. His love is the main thing. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front, as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. 
but today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.